Today we salute a lupus champion who's making moves. Antoinette Timms is a retired preschool teacher of 16 years. She has been living with systemic lupus, erythematosus, for 14 years, volunteering for the Lupus Foundation of Arkansas Incorporated, gives her an opportunity to spread lupus awareness at a variety of events. She's a lupus advocate, a warrior, a fighter. She is a lupus champion. She boxes lupus 365 days a year, acclaiming God as her victory, being everything she needs and more. Antoinette Thames is a frequent guest on JoyNet Radio every Saturday. Real talk, real money, where she and the hosts work together to spread lupus awareness. Next month, she will be participating in a leadership forum, Help, Hope, Healing, where she will be sharing information on living with lupus and how she is incorporating the Baptist Health Community Outreach classes and programs into her life and how the programs and classes are aiding in helping her to better cope with lupus. Antoinette Timms, we throw our L's up here at My Story Living with Lupus podcast for you as being a lupus champion making moves. and opinions expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. talking about life lessons with none other than motivational speaker and creator 
right side of 50. I'm talking about Sheila Smith. That's right. So you know what I want you to do? I want you to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening late at night, you know I appreciate it. Grab your favorite glass of wine and join me right here for Life Lessons on my story, Living with Lupus. motivational and empowerment speaker is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call 470-330-1426. Each one encourage one. All aboard First Time Cruisers presented by Parisian Park Dreams. Cruise with a twist, right side of 50, hosting a session, stepping into my newness, door prizes, raffles, and fun in the sun, April the 2nd through April 6, 2020, Jacksonville Cruise Port, Jacksonville, Florida. Deposit $150 due July 10th, 2019. Ports of Call, Freeport and Nassau, $579 Ocean View per person, $554 Interior per person. Contact 770-982. 9399 and S4 do parts. Lessons. I want to first give homage and thanks to Susan Hendricks for this opportunity and for seeing my vision within Right Side of 50. Let me once again introduce myself. My name is Sheila Smith. I am the founder and CEO of Right Side of 50. My mission and purpose for Right Side of 50 is coming into my own and being a vessel for others to no longer be. And I want you guys to hear that, to no longer be. 50 times of being led astray, 
50 times of feeling trapped, 50 times of saying, what am I doing? Because once we can do that, we will see doors beginning to open and new ventures that we never thought were possible begin to return as possible. We're going to move right into the segment this evening, and it's Life Lessons, Episode 1, with the subsection of Letting Go. Why is it best and necessary for your mental and physical mentality to begin to let go? Letting go of hurts, letting go of pain, disappointments, people that do not bring positivity within your realm of being. I had to sit back on many occasions and think of why am I holding on to other people's problems, their wrongdoings, and their mistakes. I already had my own bag, my own mistakes weighing on me. Once we learn that holding on to these toxins within our mind and our heart, that they are no good for our health, how many of us will be ready to let them go? I'm going to ask that again. Once we learn that holding on to these toxins within our mind and our heart and knowing that they are no good for our health, how many of us are willing to let them go? Problems, setbacks, and problematic people that mean you no good, that mean to hold you down spiritually, financially, and mentally will stop you from advancing in any direction you choose to go. See, this is the lesson of being free and being ready to let go. Now, this is called Life Lessons, so I'm going to give you my personal story on why I chose to let go. So I just want you to sit back because I'm going to take you back to that day. And it was over 20 years ago. My personal life lesson in this situation landed me in the hospital in my early 30s. It was a Sunday morning. I was at church praying with my choir getting prepared to march in and sing. But I had so much on me that day. I had just had another argument with my then husband and I was holding on. I was holding on to the disappointment of my sons and him not getting along. So I was struggling with choices and decisions of what was I going to do? See, this wasn't a case of, oh, if I believed in the Lord or if I was covered by the Lord that I wouldn't be going through any of this. 
or having any of these problems or issues because guess what? I do believe and I did believe. And I was very local. I was very vocal within my church setting. But when you are heavy with problems and situations, they will take a toll on you one way or another. Mine didn't strike until I was in the midst of worship and praise. One member had already looked at me when I walked into the church that morning and she told me, Sister Sheila, you don't look right. You don't look like yourself. What's wrong? But seeing her as a child and seeing and thinking that she wouldn't know or understand, I brushed it off to everything that was on my mind. I rushed into the bathroom and I fixed my makeup and I straightened my clothes and I really thought that I was hiding it. I thought that I was masking it. After praying and forming our line to march into the sanctuary, I couldn't move from where I was standing. Everything went dark. I felt lightheaded and I seen semi stars. Have you ever seen those stars that flash on the side of your eyes? Or if you're hungry and you think that you're seeing stars and you feel very lightheaded? Well, that's what happened to me. And my vision became very blurry. I clutched onto the choir member's hand that was standing next to me and I passed out. Yes. I passed out. I was rushed to the hospital and I was having all sorts of tests run on me, blood work, questions, heart scans, etc. It just seemed like it wouldn't end. I was in the hospital for about a week or more monitoring because they thought it was a slight heart attack in my 30s. In my 30s, a heart attack. The heart specialist came in and spoke to me every day. He became more like a friend. And he spoke to me like he really cared. And at that time, I needed someone that cared. He made me look at things differently. He made me think of things differently and he constantly told me over and over Sheila you are too young to be in here Sheila you are too young to have this weighing on you Sheila you are too young for these symptoms Sheila you are too young Stress and holding on to things that mean you no good, let them go. They can and they will kill you. I can stand here now and say I am a walking testimony of letting go. 
I can remember laying in that hospital bed and I cried two days straight because all I could think of was my children and the love that I have for them. With them in mind, I knew what I had to do because I wanted to live. I had to become one with my feelings and I had to take a stance on my on my own well-being and make moves of letting go to make myself healthy and happy once again. It's been over 20 years now and I have not had to have one revisit for that situation. See, if you understand or if you go through things like this, you'll know this is a mental thing. Also, letting go and holding on are choices only you can emotionally and be prepared to do. It's a decision of choosing yourself. It's a decision of choosing yourself. It's not selfish. It's an act of finally thinking of yourself. How many of you don't do that now? So let me ask, why? See, I had learned over the years as I have taken on the role of being my sister's keeper is to not forget to not hold on to what I let each of you release upon me. Letting go is listening, comforting, reassuring, uplifting, empowering, and most of all, encouraging. Within that process, I love I uplift myself through your progress to continue making myself lighter. And my cup, my cup depletes so I may assist the next. That, to me, is letting go. I receive my joy through that process. I receive my joy through the process of watching you all make the choice of letting go. I want to leave you all with this exercise in letting go. It's six simple steps. Step one, list what it is that you're holding on to and that is holding you back and weighing you down. Number two, list how these issues make you feel mentally and physically. Number three, ask yourself, why are you not choosing you? Number four, what outcome do you seek 
if you let go. Let's change that. What outcome do you seek when you let go? Number five, what are the steps you need to start taking to letting go? And number six, which is the best one of all, start. Start. I told you I wouldn't be before you long. This was our first life lesson, episode one of Letting Go. Um, Right side of 50, I would like to leave you with some upcoming events and some right side of 50 information. For all of my ladies here in the Atlanta area, it's all about your safety to me. I am offering the class once again on August the 11th, handgun safety and proper handling instructions. Ladies, we got to learn how to protect ourselves, not just mentally, but physically. This class will be taught by the one and only Supreme Instructor, Mr. Leon Adams of Superior Security Concepts. He's done it for us before, and he's going to do it again. He goes step by step. He takes his time with us, ladies. By the time you leave there, guess what? You'll be shooting like a girl. If you are interested in meeting us and having some training and gunplay, email me at rightside50 at gmail.com. We only have a few more slots left for this event, so ladies, reach out to me now. Please register on the site, rightsideof50.com, so that you can receive my newsletter. Also, if interested in showing your support for RS50, please preview the shop tab. There is something for everyone. Most of all, if you feel you would like to be featured on my site for a month, your words of encouragement to another sister or to another brother please contact me at rightside50 at gmail.com. And before you make the decision to write your story, go on the site and read some of the other stories and see how, see how freeing it is to let go. If any group or organization is in need of an empowering, uplifting, truth life speaker, Please share, my con- please share my contact information. I would be honored to be the guest speaker. And you can contact me once again at rightside50 at gmail.com. You can catch me on all social media. It's very simple and very easy to find. The webpage is www.rightsideof50, which is 50.com. Facebook Instagram and Twitter are all the same, right side of 50. It has been my pleasure coming to you guys this evening for the first time. Life, I'll be coming to you every month with exciting segments filled with real life stories. Let me leave you with this from Sheila's Corner. 
Life lessons are something that we all have and are trials that we all must go through to be able to state that we are living. The best part of a life lesson is how you get through it. Remember, letting go does not ruin us. We do. Take charge. This ends our life lesson session tonight. I hope I left you with some tidbits to sit back and ponder and to use. So until next time, love, blessings, and each one encourage one. This has been Sheila Smith, the founder and CEO of Right Side of 50. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. He is the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book, It Was Destined, Urban Legend. He's Detroit's own author, Henry Long, to purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book, go to WritePath247. Dot com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H 247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at WritePath247. You just received a powerful message. From none other than Sheila Smith. You see, holding on to mess and toxicity in your life is a choice that only you can choose to either let go or to stay in it. But when you make the choice, To say, no more to mess, no more to drama, no more to toxicity. I'll tell you what God will do. You see, God can take that mess, that drama and toxicity, and he will turn it around for you. And it will become a message. A testimony to how you came out of it because you decided to choose you. Don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow isn't promised. Sheila, I'm so very proud of you. 
I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. I hope you receive this powerful message on today. Get up and start choosing you. I pray that you have a most blessed and safe weekend. And I'll see you next Friday for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. I'm so glad to have Tasha Brown with us today on My Story Living with Lupus. She's here to tell her story, a survivor's story of living with breast cancer. How are you today, Tasha? I am good. How are y'all today? I'm so glad that you are able and took the time out to join me today. Yes, I'm so I'm so excited. I, I'm loving it. I've been, I'm loving to speak to people and help people and give them awareness about breast cancer. Yes. Tasha, I want to ask you a few questions. When mm-hmm. when were you diagnosed? Um, I was. And what age were you diagnosed with breast cancer? Okay, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in May of last year. And I was um, 45, yes, last year. What stage were you diagnosed with? I believe I was, I found out after they did all the tests, I was um, stage three, aggressive breast cancer. Now. Stage three. Yes, stage three. Um, Go ahead. um, Stage three is, and a fancy breast cancer is, um, it's almost close to four, and it's, um, it was critical for them to catch it before it spread. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, yes. How was the cancer initially detected? Okay. What, I had, what happened was I had my breast swell up. I went to the hospital initially, and believe it or not, they told me I had an infection. Um, but me being who I am, I began to pray and say, let me check more into it. And I called this this doctor office, and her name was Dr. B. And she, um, they got me in really, really quick. 
as soon as she seen it, she said, you have breast cancer. She said, now we just need to take testing to find out what stage of breast cancer it was. So she worked really quick. She didn't waste no time. Yes. How did you feel when you when you initially received that news that you had breast cancer? A uh, funny thing is, some people will cry or you know scream and um, everything. When she told me, me and my husband looked at each other and um, we didn't say too much. Um, I got in the car and I said this, and I have to be honest, I said. I'm not going to blame God. I'm not going to question God, but I believe in my healing. And that's how I left it. And my mind, my body, and my soul kept on believing that I will get through this. So I didn't um, cry. I didn't break down. I just began to hold on to my faith. Really did. I held on to my faith. So Tell us. that's what I did. Tell us about your treatment process. Um, when we when we started the chemo, because they started chemo first, um, the chemo was very rough because they said the medicine that they give you, me being the age of forty five, it attacked your your bones. So therefore, with the chemo, it was rough. I couldn't get out the bed. Um, I couldn't move. I did lose my hair. Um, but chemo was really, really rough. When I say um, with you feeling like it made you feel, it made me feel like I was either in my 70s or my 80s. I couldn't function. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do nothing I wanted to do. So I was really almost dead down most of the time. And um, it was it was really, really rough. But it, it was worth it because... I started the chemo, and a week later, my breath started going down. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this because I watch you on Instagram. And when I look at you, sometimes I'm going through a bad ride, and I look at your smile. And that gives me energy to get on up and do what I have to do. I have, Thank you, Lord. I have to give that to you and that you, you're a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. But I had to let you know that when I'm down, you lift me up. You encourage me to keep moving on, to keep pushing on. Now, were there any programs or services offered to you? Um, this is the thing where I say that everything that was a blessing to me is when I went to Dr. B, because we're going to do some things together, me and my breast doctor, um, the, her, 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 her office made sure that that I should my way, I mean, I'm from my chemo doctor made sure um, that I, I was hooked up to the right places. So Northside Hospital actually gave 100% insurance, uh, where they paid for everything for me. 
And it it was a it, I say it was a blessing. It was because um, keeping and after I did the chemo, they removed my, my left breast, and then I had to do radiology for twenty nine days. So that was very costly. My husband had to drive me, and I I lived thirty minutes away from where I had to get treatment from. So. With that being said, it, it was, they made sure I had a shot, they made sure um, I had gas cars, they made sure I got there. And, and the reason why I say this, a lot of times I end up looking into it, a lot of times people give up because they don't have the help. So now my, my, my key is to help people understand it is help out there for you. Um, no matter what you do, it's help out there for you. So I don't want nobody to ever think that they can't get help with um, breast cancer or any kind of sickness, yes. Now, is there a family history of cancer? Okay. Um, my aunt died of breast cancer, um, but she was my on my mom's side and... Um, I don't know too much about my mom's side. She died of breast cancer. I did know that. Um, my grandmom that raised me on the back side, she had breast cancer, but she ended up getting healed from breast cancer. So when this came up, it was kind of a shock to me. But I do, I do know this. When I was younger, at the age of 14, I had a baker cyst taken out. At the age of 21, I had a cyst taken out of that same breast. And later on, I end up getting breast cancer, but it is a, a genetic test that I am some people to take because they can tell you ahead of time. They can tell you ahead of time. It's a new test. They can tell you um, if breast cancer is in your body, um, um, what kind of cells that go on in your body. So I am telling people about the genetic testing. It is a good test. And I still took it afterwards, after they removed my breast, to make sure that I didn't have um, the um, the cell that, that carried on to my children. Now, um, African Americans have the highest death rate and shortest survival of any racial and ethnic group in the U.S. for most cancers. What is it that you would tell women of color? What is the one thing you would tell women of color to do each and every year? I would tell them each and every year, no matter what it takes, to go get the mammogram um, and fight for it because African-American, I just out from my chemo doctor. African-American women is the top weight that pass away from breast cancer. And a lot of people don't know that. I found out from her, and she began to tell me that a lot of times they leave because of the assurance or the cost of it, but it is, it is free to get a mammogram in certain places. I always post it, especially in October. Because October is breast cancer awareness, they have a lot of trucks and they have a lot of clinics. So for women, and African American women, please go get checked. It's because 
I, I really want African-American women to know that we have a voice and we need to live to help somebody else. Yes. And this is why I'm fighting for it. This is why I'm telling women, no matter what, there's help out there for you. And this is why I say to people that are fighting it, that want to give up, call me. I will speak life into you. So my main thing to tell people is, please go get a mammogram every year. If you feel funny in your breast or in your body, just go get checked. Because you don't know what's going on. And in these days, there's so much going on. And sometimes it's a problem. Um, combined us with all the things that we're going through and we forget to go get checked. But I'm asking them to please go get checked because it's critical for them to get checked because it is a lot of them passing away from breast cancer. Yes, it is. Because I even read about the where people don't know she was African-American. She was 17. And she passed away with breast cancer. And from them not taking to the doctor thinking it was not nothing, end up having breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, now you know that um, not only women get breast cancer, so do men. And yes, they do. it's important for men, too, to be checked because my ex-next-door neighbor um, died from breast cancer. And I would go over to his house every day and repack where they had taken out the breast tissue. I would repack that area for him because he told me that he could not stand to see it open. So it's important for men to to get checked. Tasha, besides your family, what other support network did you have or what was offered to you? Um they had um group um group um a group thing for women and um for to, you know just to talk um it's, it's breast cancer awareness groups um, they had in Canton and um, different places of Atlanta. I did not um, do it. I ended up um, holding more onto, and I have to be very honest, onto my face. Um, people on, you know, my Instagram, other ones with cancer, we kind of, you know, life into each other. Um, so that's how I, I, I pretty much survived my um, breast cancer. Um, and I did a lot of I did a lot of planning, a lot of studying and um, learning about it. Um, so I didn't get a chance to do too many groups um, this time, but they do have groups to help you. It's a group called Sister Sister for Cancer. Um, they said that's a very good group. Um, the can uh, the cancer aware group is one eight hundred number. Um, that's good group. But in that, um, truthfully, I really did lean more on me and my husband and my children. And 
I just pretty much prayed myself through because it, it actually went quicker than he thought it was supposed to that went. So, um, I stopped really quick. That's, that's the only thing I can say. Mm-hmm. Where could my listening audience get in contact with you on social media? Um, I have a page called Beautifully Chosen by Tasha um, Lamb, and then I have it also on Facebook, Beautifully Chosen by Tasha on Facebook. And I know a lot of times people say why I say Beautifully Chosen. The reason why I put Beautifully Chosen by Tasha, somebody else can put their own name on it, um, because I want people to know that you're beautiful no matter what you go through. Um no matter which means or no matter sickness you're going through, you are beautiful, you are chosen, and you have a purpose. So they can get in touch with me anytime they need to. Mm-hmm. And do you have any last motivational words for the audience who are going through with cancer? And not yes, only cancer, I, breast cancer. Yes. I do want to say this to the women that's going through breast cancer, and I say this all the time. No matter how hard it gets, know that this is your purpose and that you can survive through it. And every time you look at yourself in the mirror, look and speak to yourself. You know, you are beautiful. You are somebody. You are going to make it. You are going to survive. And this is just a testimony that you got to go through. And to be uplifted, no matter when you look down and see your scar, you know you have made it because you can breathe. You can wake up. You can walk. You can kiss your kids. You can see your friends. So I really, truly want them to be encouraged. And I do know it is hard when they look and they only have one breast or they got both breasts that's taken off, or they're going through treatments and they can't walk, or they're going through treatments and they feel like they can't make it, or they, their hair is not the same. You are beautiful. You are unique. I need you to hold your head up and understand that there's people here that can help you, motivate you, to let you know that you got this thing, you're beautiful, you're successful, you got, your destiny is coming, and I truly just want them to know that I love you and I understand what you're going through. That's pretty much it. Well, Tasha Brown, thank you so yes. much for joining thank me you. on My Story Living with Lupus. It thank has you. been motivational. It has been informative. And I thank you so very much, Tasha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you be encouraged. And I love to look at everything you're doing. And I just tell you, you motivate me as well. So you keep going. And I encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing because you're a blessing and you're helping a lot of people. Thank you so much, Tasha. Thank you.